Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. At the last recording, we went over some qualifications frameworks, and these are questions that you can ask potential customers to be sure that you're speaking to the right person, to be sure that there's a need, and that they are ready to make a decision anytime soon, and to be sure that both um, both of you, your budgetary and monetary expectations are in sync. Now, the reason why this is important is so that you don't have to bother trying to pressurize anybody into picking you out to be the preferred photographer or the preferred wedding planner. All you have to do is ask these questions, discover what underlying or existing motivations that they already have, and then use that to close the sale. So the last time we looked into uh, the spin, that is where you ask questions regarding uh, the situation, uh, the problem at hand, any implications of the problems and any need payoff uh, questions. That is uh, basically the last two are concerned with getting the uh, potential customer, in this case the bride and the groom, to realize that there is a heavy load that you would indeed be taking off their backs if they get to pick you as the wedding planner or as the photographer. Now I mentioned that I already, I've already seen um, a lot of wedding planners here in Abuja who seem to use uh, this sort of framework already, kind of as a default, because wedding planners, by the nature of what it is that they do, have to approach the whole process with a questionnaire, um, you know, with a questionnaire philosophy anyway. They have to sit down and uh, ask all the questions and get everything out of the way. You know, where are you guys at? Have you just proposed? Have the parents met? Do we have a date? You know, what vision do you guys have for the wedding, on and on. So I think that that kind of um, questioning framework already works quite well because it's really something that uh, wedding planners already do quite natively. Now, the next one is uh, BANT, and that is something from Sandler Training. And BANT is an acronym that stands for Budget, Authority, Need, and Time. Now, this one is a little bit more straightforward. And I think it's something that the typical wedding photographer already does. They would approach the uh, conversation, trying to get a sense of uh, what the figures are. Um, you know, what... Uh, they try to get a sense of what the figures are. What budget are we looking at? Um, and let's see, what else? Okay, um, and timelines. Yes, I say photographers already do that quite well. They try to source out the budget and they try to source out the timelines. When are you guys getting married? But then the other two um, items there, the A and the T, the authority and uh, the need, are something that um, lots of wedding professionals don't do too well, especially wedding photographers. So it's not just enough that we know um, that they're willing to spend 400 grand and that the wedding is going to be on the 2nd of May. Uh, we also need to ask questions to get a sense of um, the decision-making process. That is what the authority part is all about. Because some of us have been in situations where we assume it's the bride. We spend a lot of time with the bride. And then when the time comes to pull the trigger, we discover that because of their culture or this particular situation, 
the decision is going to come from the groom's side of the family about which wedding photographer they are going to use. So I have been caught up with that actually a few times. In fact, the last time it really caught me by surprise because um, I think it was maybe four years ago. It was a Yoruba bride. And of course, for those of us who have spent a lot of time in Lagos, it's just the common assumption that it's a Yoruba wedding. So it's the bride's family that is going to decide who the wedding photographer will be. Spend a lot of time with, uh, with the bride, even had lunch with the family. And then at the end of the day, uh, because of the um, peculiar um, cultures of their own region, the decision was going to be taken by the groom's family. And of course, he had other things in mind. And uh, that was the end of the process. And all I got out of it was a nice lunch and some juice, which was not the outcome that I was looking out for. So, of course, we ought to pay attention to this. Uh, that's what the authority part is about. We need to be asking questions to get a sense of the uh, decision-making structure. And so, uh, for me, the way I've always leaned into this is um, I try to be easy and conversational about it. You know, like, oh, Nike, you know, we've met like two or three times. And, you know, it's nice that we're all going good. But I've noticed that Kunle hasn't showed up, you know. Doesn't he have a say in all this? You know, well, you know, just typical conversational questions like that. And uh, that's where eventually you get to the root of the thing. It's like, Kunleke, I was his own. It's my own wedding, you know. And then, you know, after you brought a few times, you kind of get the sense that, uh, okay, it's the bride's family that is running the show. And uh, indeed, this is the key person that you are speaking to. And uh, a post that I wrote about these sorts of things on the sales conversation handle i made reference to one time where i was speaking with the bride but um unfortunately uh the decision was going to be made by uh mommy at the end of the day that's the mother of the bride and uh, the quote i put there was big mommy and i was surprised to see um some interaction from other wedding vendors to see that some people have also been caught in that situation as well you spend a lot of the time and then you find out that it's mommy who is making the decision so it didn't matter that you and the bride got along so well. If mommy has other plans, then she has other plans and there's very little that you can do about it because you didn't ask the questions in the beginning and you didn't know that you have to bring mommy along in the whole process. Now, the whole point of um, all these things, apart from uncovering the motivations of the bride and the groom when we are speaking with them, is also so that we know what other factors and which other people, uh, what other influences that we have to bring to bear to make sure that we close this up nice and tidy. Um, that is, uh, is something might not seem as obvious to uh, those of us who are thought of as the traditional wedding vendors, you know, the photographer, the wedding planner, and uh, on and on. But there are other people who, other wedding professionals who are increasingly uh, becoming to coming to prominence um, people like uh, I usually call them the drinks people but I think they're called something else I'm not sure if bartender is the right word or whatever but um, I was having a chat with uh, one of those guys I think was um, I can't remember the name of the company the guy's name is Nana and I think the something 360 I can't remember what it is when anyway, we were having this conversation about joint marketing opportunities and things like that and it's something he pointed out to me that 
you know, you're assuming that uh, the key person that we have to speak to um, is the bride. Well, actually, for us, most of the time, it happens to be the groom or, uh, you know, either the groom or the father of the bride or, you know, something like that. Sorry, someone like that. Uh, typically not um, a female member of uh, either family. So you have to ask... Um, that's also one of the reasons why all these things are important when you're in negotiations with your clients. And uh, that's one of the things that the Bant framework is going to help out with. So, just like I said, spin already seems to be the native things that wedding photographers, sorry, wedding planners do. I recommend that uh, wedding planners, videographers, you guys, especially since um, our sales situation is not as complex as, as the wedding planners, I think Bant is something that we could easily do. So um, you get down, um, you get down straight to business, sort out the budgetary issues. It doesn't have to be in any particular order, but don't forget to ask the authority and the need questions because that's something that we slip, we slip up on, you know. So um, if the groom is the person who got in touch, we just continue flowing with the groom, getting on with the groom, negotiating everything with the groom, only to find out that the real part rests with the bride and her family, and um, vice versa. So uh, that's it. I think we're done with the qualification frameworks for today. And um, okay, I'll have to have a look at the sketch of ideas that I put down for the podcast before I can remember, because I'm freestyling right now, so I can't remember what it is that we have lined up for the next uh, recording. But anyway, be that as it may, I'll do my best to make sure that it is full of insights that we can use to grow our business. And remember that the overall question, the overarching question that we're looking at is how you can influence customers to buy. Should you influence customers to buy? You know, Is that possible? And how should you get about doing that? So thank you very much, guys, for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer. I'll catch you guys on the next recording.